You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, I'm Bill's defensive end Greg Russo, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills! Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. The Buffalo Bills send the Packers packing back to Green Bay after a 27-17 win on Sunday Night Football for the Bills to go 6-1 and on the season and keep first place in the AFC. Hello everyone, welcome to this recap episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host Nate, and this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. If you are in the western New York or central New York area, do yourselves a favor, check out the Delago Resort and Casino, have a drink, make a bet, have something to eat, you will not regret it. It is the jewel of Waterloo. Uh, we are going. I'm your host Nate, we're going to discuss the Bills' victory and... Uh, we're going to go over our thoughts of the game, stats of the game, sweet sassy molassy plays of the game, and as always, our wall of famers and wall of shamers with some help from our amazing followers on Twitter. Um, want to welcome in my co-hosts, John and Mike. And fellas, this, is, uh, this wasn't a pretty win. This wasn't like a win where you're just like, you know, the Bills dominated all four quarters. But uh, I think that's just kind of the theme of this season, as I, as I believe for the most part, uh, the Bills are just that good that when they need to, uh, they can they can win these ugly games uh, because they're that good. And this is the first time that uh, a quarterback has beaten three former NFL MVPs in one season with Aaron Rodgers tonight. And uh, he does not look like the Aaron Rodgers of 2020 or maybe even 2021. Uh, but a win is a win. Uh, and uh, and it's good to come out there, especially after some some pretty crappy tackling and quarterback play in the second half. So, uh, John, I'll start off with you. Uh, thoughts on the game, and uh, and uh, did you see if basically how I saw it? Yeah, my thoughts exactly on the second half. They kind of slept walked through it and still managed to beat the Packers by double digits. Uh, it was not good to see Poyer get hurt again. Uh, so hopefully he's okay. Uh, but. Yeah, all in all, a win is a win, right? Like they're six and one. They haven't been six and one since nineteen ninety three. So you know they're they're on the right track. They got through the toughest part of their schedule. Um, obviously, no no game is easy in the NFL, but you know from a fan standpoint, you know the Chiefs, Ravens, and all these other teams that they had to go up against, like that that was that was a tough run. Yeah, John. Agreed. I mean, to be six and one after this seven game stretch was like uh, it was a really tough. Uh, when we looked at it, when we did our, our schedule prediction at the before the season started, we looked at it. We're like, this is going to be a tough stretch. They're six and one. Probably should be seven and zero. Oh. But uh, yeah, yeah, I take that any day of the week. Uh, Mike, your thoughts on uh, on today's win? I think some fans were down about the second half, but like you said, Rogers is arguably one of the best quarterbacks ever back-to-back reigning mvp so anyone there is huge and just looking at the at the, the teams the bills beat in the afc like they're they're all tops in their division right chiefs ravens titans um loved the game enjoyed it a lot and it's good to keep them good to see him steamroll and it, like a, a double digit win against aaron Rodgers. that's great yeah sean mcdermott remains 
uh, undefeated after the bye, going 6-0 and now uh, for the Buffalo Bills. John, I like what you said about Poyer being injured. Well, not that part about him being injured, but like it's, it's, it's an important thing depending on how long he's injured for. And someone said on the Twitter space earlier, you know, people are talking about the Bills trading for a running back or something like that. He's like, if Poyer's out for an extended period of time, um, the Bills should be looking at some sort of safety depth at the trade deadline, uh, which is in just a couple of days. Uh, and I can't really disagree with that. That kind of goes way up the, the ladder as far as need. If they can find a team like uh, the Lions or, I mean, I have no idea what the roster really looks like, but another team that's, you know, pretty much out of it, maybe even the Raiders, if they're willing to admit that they're out of it, or um, it's just somebody, just like a rental player. That's all we need is a rental player at safety uh, for a position like that. We don't need a guy for the next five years. Uh, just someone just to, to kind of, you know, make us feel better since we know we lost Micah Hyde for the entire season. Um, I, I like that you brought that up. Yeah, they they don't definitely don't need another running back. <laughs> well, uh, conversely, only because it's before the trade deadline and we won't record again before that, uh, another person brought up, I think, I believe it was the same uh, individual on Twitter space brought up like, hey, um, do you think that the reason why Cook kind of sat out for, or I'm sorry, Singletary sat out for a few series before he came back in. Do you think that was Brandon Bean trying to get Cook out there to maybe lure him as trade bait and show how good he is before the trade deadline? Because uh, I thought that was interesting. It's a conspiracy theory, which I'm I'm all for. I love conspiracy theories, but um, Singletary was doing great. I believe at the time he was seven, eight yards per carry. Uh, until he saw the the field again in the third or fourth quarter when the Bills kind of needed some yardage and kind of sustained some drive so the Packers didn't get back into it. Um, He came out then. But yeah, it's an interesting... I I wonder if that's the case. I wonder if the Bills are kind of looking to maybe use him as trade bait if they try to get another running back. But uh, to your point, John, I think we're good with the running backs we have. Uh, I don't think the Bills need to trade for another running back. But I mean, if you're going to trade a fourth-round pick for like a Kareem Hunt... Uh, and you can look past his personal issues, then I think that's an upgrade um, just in general over Zach Moss, right? Yeah, but do, do you need do you need that, though? Like, I'd rather keep the fourth-round pick. Like, the Bills have been really good at drafting the last few years. Like, Davis was a fourth-round pick. They get the sixth-round corner and, like, all these other guys. Like, I, I'd rather have that than just have three running backs, right? Well, you say that now, but what if Singletary goes down? How, how good do you feel about Moss and... And uh, uh, James Cook being your only running backs and maybe taking up Duke Johnson, you know, that's not doesn't make me feel great. I mean, Singletary is that good, and I think the drop off is just huge, in my opinion, at least. Dime a dozen, eight, dime a dozen. <laughs> John, John loves running backs, as you can tell. All the, all those years during the drought, all they did was get first round running backs, trade for McCoy. Like it, it didn't work. Just stop it. <laughs> I love McCoy. McCoy was one of our best running backs in the last 20 years. We had some good ones. Yeah, they had great run- They always had great running backs. Cause- <laughs> but that was- it's hard to like say because, oh, Shady was the best running back uh, uh, before Fred Jackson, who was just a couple years before him. And he was a- Fred Jackson was the best running back before uh, Marshawn Lynch a couple years before him. Before- yeah. Well, well, Jackson was uh, you know, undrafted, but like, but yeah, Marshawn Lynch and Willis McGahee and Oh, they Travis Henry and like, like all these guys. Yeah, yeah, dime a dozen, right? So uh, going back to the game, um, it was interesting. Uh, let's talk about Josh Allen for a second. It felt like a tale of two halves with uh, Josh Allen ending the day. Um, might as well go right into stats of the game. Stats of the game. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time that doesn't make sense so you're telling me there's a chance all people can come up with statistics to prove anything can't 40 percent of all people know that stats of the game brought to you by the DraftKings sportsbook at delago uh josh allen 13 for 25 218 yards two touchdowns two interceptions Two interceptions coming in the fourth quarter, uh, almost just hovering about 50% completion percentage. Not a great game by Josh Allen. Um, it felt like uh, the Packers secondary kind of got to the Bills team. Even Jair Alexander, they showed a clip of him and Stephon Diggs jawing back and forth before the game. 
Um, I thought Stephon Diggs had a great game, but uh, before, I mean, besides that, the passing game was pretty lackluster. And even so, Jair Alexander wasn't really covering Stephon Diggs. He was covering Gabriel Davis most of the time. Um, so uh, if you guys were, let's do a fire emoji rating for Josh Allen's performance as a whole on tonight out of five. Uh, Mike, what would you give him out of five fire emojis for his performance? It's comparison to mostly Josh Allen's performance, not to other quarterbacks. Well, certainly a tale of two halves, but nothing like what we're used to seeing him. Um, I don't know if, uh, do you think he was trying to force things because of some of the back and forth? It's kind of like what it felt like. It, it, it felt like uh, it got to Diggs, to Davis, and to Allen a little bit. So I'd say <clears throat> he threw two touchdowns, but had two picks, maybe two and a half. Yeah. Yeah, that's about what I'd give him to two and a half. Like a very maybe maybe if I'm gonna be very critical, like two, because two and a half would have, like an average like Josh Allen game, like it's average for where he could go. I'd say it was probably his worst game of the season, if we're being honest. I think he had a better game against the Dolphins than he did against the the Packers tonight, but still it didn't matter. I mean it's still a Josh Allen like a two star Josh Allen is still like, you know, a four-star or five-star Mac Jones, right? So it's all in consideration, but I, I'd, I'd probably give him two and a half, maybe two. John, what, what about you? Uh, two and a half sounds right to me, um, especially if you factor in the 49 rushing yards. Uh, I think that, that those help sustain drives. Um, but yeah, like the, the poor decisions in the second half, the interceptions, the overthrowing Camaro towards the end, uh, it was it was pretty ugly. Yeah, the interceptions, that red zone, that red zone pick against Alexander was he Alexander? I can't remember. Red zone, but uh, yeah, that that throw to Kumro, who's wide open, it would have easily gotten the first down on a third down. Um, he makes that play. I mean, he wasn't. He was barely. I mean, he was running to his right. He wasn't really pressured, but like he makes that play. You know, nine nine times out of a hundred. So that was odd to see for sure. For sure. Devin Singletary, leading rusher for the Buffalo Bills, fourteen carries for sixty seven yards which turns out to almost uh, 4.8 yards per carry. So he had a good night running the ball. Josh Allen was the next leading rusher. Six carries for 49 yards, about eight yards per carry. Uh, James Cook, five five carries for 35 yards, seven yards a carry. And then uh, Isaiah McKenzie with that two-yard touchdown run. Um, leading Bills receivers, uh, Stephon Diggs, leader there, six receptions on eight targets, 108 yards, one touchdown. Had that long 53-yard catch at the end of the first half that uh, John mentioned. Um, James Cook. James Cook. D- John, you are a James Cook fan. He is like one of your favorite players. He was the second-leading receiver for the Buffalo Bills. One target, one reception, 41 yards. A great game. I mean, all things considered, we're talking about James Cook potentially being trade bait. I mean, he had 76 yards on the day with only six touches. Like, that's pretty freaking good, you know? Those are like Alvin Kamara-like stats, right? Um, next, Why would they trade him? They just drafted him in the second round. That's, that's a great question. That's, I think I think it would just be potential, you know, player for player or something like that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. A player in a pick. Uh, maybe they want to get someone who's like, I don't know. You know there, there were rumors about Christian McCaffrey, and people were saying James Cook in a third third-round pick, you know? Um, but, but yeah, I, I like him. I know you love him. That's why I wanted to bring it up. So he's really good. You, this should, this should be your case for why the Bills should keep him in case something happens. Seven yards per carry and, you know, 41 yards per catch. <laughs> um, next thing receiver was Gabriel Davis, uh, two receptions on seven targets for 35 yards. And then, uh, going down the list, we have Dawson Knox, two receptions on three uh, targets for 10 yards and a touchdown and uh, some other guys. Aaron Rodgers on the Green Bay side of the ball, uh, 19 for 30, 203 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Aaron Jones, 20 attempts, 143 yards, uh, zero touchdowns. A.J. Dillon, 10 attempts, 54 yards, no touchdowns. Um, so for a Bills run defense, it really stopped most of the running backs this entire season. Um, they were not able to really contain uh, Aaron Jones. And I think most of that came in the second half. Defensive side of the ball, Tremaine Edmonds had 13 tackles today. Matt Milano had an interception. 
and we had a sack by Greg Rousseau. Um, he almost had two sacks, but one was uh, taken away by, what was it, Dane Jackson, hands to the face, or something like that. Uh, and then Tim Settle had a sack, too. So that was all for stats of the game. Uh, in today's victory... Did you guys notice Jordan Phillips just shoulder-checking dudes? He, like, wasn't tackling. He was just shoulder-checking. I loved it. I was... <laughs> I, yeah, 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 yeah. I loved times. it. He was just, like... It was... He was... I thought he was, like, laying the wood. That looked... <laughs> that looked good. I didn't want him to form tackle. I wanted him to just, you know, crush dudes. <laughs> Did you like... The, you, you, you were... You were, like... I've never seen anything like that before. Just sticking his shoulder out. I missed you there. What'd you say? I said I hadn't seen anything like that before, just sticking his shoulder out. Did you did you you liked it though, right? Or were you just like, why does he keep doing that? Just tackle the guy. <laughs> as long as he doesn't miss. <laughs> no problem. He didn't miss he didn't miss all game. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Like down the field, just like boom. Like Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um All right. Some interesting other stats from the win. Matt Milano got the, he, that interception was his second of the season. Matt Milano's career high for interceptions is three from 2018. Greg Rousseau had his fifth sack of the year, establishing a new career high for the University of Miami product. Isaiah McKenzie had a seven-yard touchdown. That's his fourth touchdown of the season, which is crazy. It's funny. Hey, hey, hats off to Isaiah McKenzie, man. After that Kansas City Chiefs game uh, where he looked pretty awful in, uh, he bounced back uh in uh in today's win and it was kind of funny it's like uh Stu McAllister one of our listeners uh good friend of the podcast he's like um I guess it's okay if Isaiah McKenzie dances in the in the locker room as we were talking about that last week John it's just like you know dancing and, and singing in the locker room is all well and good when the bills are playing well or when you're playing well but when you're not it's kind of like eh, you know maybe you should hit the jugs a little bit more or something like that but uh it was just you know it's a week in and week out sort of league and uh, and it was a good bounce back week for him. So so good to see that from Isaiah McKenzie. Now, if you were to ask me, do I still want to see Khalil Shakir more, the rookie wide receiver out of Boise? Do I want to see him more than Isaiah McKenzie? The answer is always yes. But I still like Isaiah McKenzie on the team, and obviously what he what he adds to the offense when he gets the ball in his hand. Uh, yeah. All right, that does it for stats of the game. We're going to take a quick commercial break. After that, we're go- we'll go into our Sweet Sassy Molassi plays of the game and our Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers, so stick around. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, welcome back to Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. This is our recap show. I am your host, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm with my co-hosts, John and Mike, and we're going to go into our sweet, sassy, molassy plays of the game sweet sassy molassy get out the checkbook and pay grandma for the rub down john i'll start with you first on this one uh what's your sweet sassy molassy play of the game for me it was that 50 yard pass to Diggs uh at the end of the first half to get him in the field goal range um the previous drive the packers had the ball third and long and they just kind of ran it instead of actually trying to get the first down and I was thinking, oh, it's just like the Bills during the drought, something they would do, and the other team would come back and score. And that's what the Bills did. They go 50 yards. I'm like, ah, oh, sweet sassy molassie. Here we go. And, uh, you know, it was, it was just great to see it go the other way. Did that? That was definitely a drought era play against us. Like, we, would, we were the Green Bay Packers tonight for like like 20 years at one point, right? Like, the Patriots would do the same thing. Like, the Bills would try to run a draw play just to get out of the down, right? Third and long. 
You're just going to run a draw play for four yards and then punt it away. And then the Patriots would just... Yeah, they're just hoping to run enough clock so the other team doesn't... (laughs) If we only give Brady one minute and ten seconds and only one timeout, then there's no way he's going to score on us before the end of the half, right? I mean, they're already up 21-7. to Wrong. Like, they still... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they still, like, dink and dunk it down the field on us, right? So I like that one. The Diggs 53-yard catch before the end of the first half. Uh, Mike, what's your sweet sassy molasses play of the game? For me, it was also Diggs, but it was the his his touchdown. So the the score that made it uh, the 26 yard pass play that made it 14 to zero. And I never got the feeling that the game was in doubt from that point on. Yeah, that was a great uh, great touchdown pass. Did you guys see it afterwards? Because um, Maddie Glab, the Bills, uh, one of the Bills uh, writers there. Um, reporters there she tweeted out that it looked like that Gabe Davis and I think at least one other Bills player had to hold Stefan Diggs back after that play because he caught the pass got a touchdown and then you know it was it was a touchdown and then the guy kind of the it wasn't Jair Alexander it was another one who like uh tackled Stefan Diggs and then just dragged him down and and bounced him off the ground after that and like probably could have been called a penalty. It was kind of a bang bang, like caught, inter- er, not interception, tackle, and then you know taken down. But he wanted to fight the guy. Like he was about to, you know, possibly get a penalty, and the guys had to kind of remove him. I don't know if you guys saw that, but it was an interesting thing. Like like Diggs was fired up this game from even before the beginning of the season. Maybe that's from his. Maybe there was some bad blood between Jair Alexander and him when he was in Minnesota. Um, I don't know how far that goes, but interesting. My sweet sassy. I mean, I didn't have a problem with that tackle. Did you? Like, if if you make that tackle and the ball comes out, I don't think it's a catch. So I had no problem with the defender taking him down. Let's see. I'm gonna play that one for you. I, I vote that it was excessive. Hold on. I'm gonna share my screen with you and have you guys decide. Here it is. Here we go. Hey, threw him like he's like ten yards out of bounds. Yeah, that was pretty bad, right? Mike, do you change it? You've seen it now? I'd be ticked. Nah, I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mike doesn't think it's that bad. I didn't like it, but, you know, there's some plays where I didn't really – like, I thought that there was a real offensive uh, pass interference penalty on the Packers, and uh, a lot of Pack – Are you going to leave that t- the 12 minutes of dead air while we look yes, at that play? Yes, yes. Oh, I don't get rid of dead air. Okay. It's one of the best parts of the podcast. <laughs> uh. Yes. It, it builds anticipation. It's good. <laughs> I'll be like, I think they're going to say something. I think they're going to say something. Nope, not yet. <laughs> uh, um, I'm going to give uh, my sweet sassy molassy play the game was the first touchdown. Uh, it's when Allen flipped that touchdown pass to Knox on second and goal. Um, I mean, it's just... It's just Allen being able to fake the defense into running the ball, and as soon as they try to tackle him so he doesn't run it into the end zone, he just flips it to a wide-open Knox. I mean, it's just it's so nice to see that because you know if we had, like, Tyrod Taylor or some other quarterback and they had that run, like, they were going to run it in no matter what. There was no nuance. Like, it was going to be A, and just there was no B, C, or D. Like, this is what was going to happen, and you better be faster than that DB that's going to tackle you. So, uh I love that play. I did like it. I like both plays you guys mentioned, though, too. It was, it was good to see. Notice how none of us had any plays in the second half. But uh, let's go. I feel like you didn't have to name Tyrod. I just was. He's it's kind of doing him dirty. Okay, Emmanuel, I mean, EJ Manuel, right? EJ Manuel trying to run okay. around the edge. I was trying to think of a quarterback that actually ran. Like Fitzpatrick never really, you know, ran. Trent Edwards wasn't a big runner. Uh, J.P. Lawsman. Okay, there you go. J.P. Lawsman around the edge. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, all right, well, let's go into the Wall of Fame. Wall. Mike, who do you put on your Wall of Fame in this win? For me, it's James Cook. (laughs) Finally, I think certainly his best game as a Bill finally showed why he was drafted five carries 35 yards seven yards average and then the big catch yeah i liked everything can we christen him the captain 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 cook you mean what's that from was that from the movie which which movie is that that 
Uh, he's from real life. From, there's a real Captain Cook. I didn't oh. know that. You're not confusing yeah. him with Captain Hook, the children's the children's <laughs> novel character, the Disney movie character. Are you? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I'm thinking of the British explorer Captain James Cook, who uh, charted the unmapped Pacific Islands or the Pacific Ocean, the Netherlands, the Hawaiian Islands, like. Like, it's I don't perfect. know. Sounds made up, John. <laughs> so not not never never land. <laughs> no, he had a super successful career until he tried to kidnap the chief of the Hawaiian Islands, and then he was murdered. Oh, by an al- by an alligator? Or <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, it got his hand first, and then they put a clock in it so that they would always know. How do I know so much more about Captain Hook than I do Captain Cook? That's kind of sad. I feel like Captain Cook did a lot more for. Our, our world and society than uh, than Captain Hook did, but maybe I'm wrong. So it's a good nickname, right? It was it was Captain Cook? I like it. I like. I don't like the fact that I didn't get it right away, but I like the fact that you did much better than me in uh, American history. So <laughs> it shows. It shows. Hmm. We had a good teacher. Um, what would be better? What would be better? Like uh, I was trying to think of something having to do with Cook. Cooking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, you, can't, you can't. You can't use third and cook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn it. Um, third. Yeah, no. Cook. Let it. Someone on the Twitter space was like, "Let him cook." I was like, "Yeah, that's a good one too." Or like something with grilling, something with smoking. I don't know. Grilling, cook, cook, cook in the kitchen. I don't know. We'll think about it. We'll think. Of it. Everybody, tweet us your best names. Send us a DM on Instagram, Twitter. We'll go over them uh, next week or something. The next time he has a good game, I'm gonna pull them up and I'll make a list of them. So we've got some good ones. Uh, maybe we maybe we hit the jackpot though the first time out with Captain Cook. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. I'm good with the captain. The captain, ooh. But then that kind of you know makes it sound like he's an actual captain on the team, which he's not because you have that on the team. If, it'd be so much better if he was. He's also not a ship captain now. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be it'd be it'd, then we know it'd, if he it'd, could it'd be, be true true he may he is from the university of uh of georgia and i know that the georgia shares an ocean uh shares an ocean <laughs> with other states <laughs> shares an ocean with what i don't know it has an ocean front okay that's all i know <laughs> uh it'd be nicer if he was admiral cook so that you don't have that captain thing you know like i don't know i don't know they're Oh, because you think people would confuse it with him being a captain because yeah. of the team. Well, you're so literal; like it could be. But aren't like half half the Buffalo Bills? Yes, captains? he's not one of them. If, yeah, if a, he was, he he might be one. There's so many. <laughs> he's definitely not. I know that for a fact. Now, ask me who the ones that are. I have but, no idea. I don't know all the captains. But I think that's why. It's Dude, you were the one that gave me hell for third and coal only mattering when it was like third and goal and him catching a pass because I was going for like you know. A rhyme there, so like Captain Cook, you can't call him Captain Cook unless he's a captain. There, unless he's an actual football captain too, can't call him that. It's unacceptable. So John, uh, Mike had James Cook for his Wall of Fame. John, you're a huge James Cook fan. <laughs> the James Cook, which we'll think of a better nickname at some point. <laughs> is there? Is there like a? Isn't there a a show or something like? A, Diners and dives, or drive-throughs, or whatever. Like, there's got to be a show about cooking that we can we can, you know, go to. I'm kind of <laughs> soured. <laughs> I get that feeling. I get the no, no. Captain Cook's good. Captain. I have this thing when people treat me like shit. <laughs> when people don't roll roll out a red carpet for every single one of my ideas. <laughs> I, I tend to hold a really big grudge. <laughs> Mike's and this was the last week. This was the last week we saw Mike on the podcast. <laughs> uh, that was just John until I insult John <laughs> or criticize him. No, it's a good one. It's more. It's Mike. It's not about that nickname. It's more of like I don't feel good about my insecurities about American history. And the fact that you did so much better in it than me, so that's where it comes from. I feel like that's it's just it's just me. 
projecting my insecurities, you know? So don't take it that badly. I accept. (laughs) I accept your apology. (laughs) Um, John, who do you have on your wall of fame? That was a good one. I, I, I almost want to go Captain Cook myself, but uh, instead I'm going to go with Stefan Diggs. Good Six one. catches, 108 yards, 18 per touchdown. Um, and he's great, so I'm going to go with Diggs. Yeah, I like that one. I'm going with Diggs too. Um, another great game by St- – I mean, he's having a, a, an incredible season. I think he's on track for, what, like 1,600 yards or something to that effect. Like he's he's just been having that good of a season. Um I can't really he he stood out if Josh Allen as a passer isn't going to stand out and one of his receivers does that much especially when it didn't seem like anyone else could get anything going on the outside besides Stefan Diggs like you thought maybe Gabriel Davis would but uh man that was uh that was a rough one so uh let's go into our wall of shame in the win shame 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 John, let's go right back to you for Wall of Shame. Uh, do you have anyone to anyone or anything to put on this? And feel free to put as many as you want on there, despite what Mike says. I'm I'm just gonna go with one today, uh, Josh Allen, Ooh. for the reasons that we mentioned before. Josh Allen, two and a half fire emoji. Josh Allen, not 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 the greatest, not the greatest uh, game by him, or at least second half or whatever. So you don't want to go second half Josh Allen. You want to go full Josh Allen. That's that's it. Okay, I like it. The second half brought him down that much. I mean, I mean it's definitely his worst half of football this mm-hmm. year, right? Easily. Easily. I can't remember a worse game than this one this, this season. I just hope that this, you know, this part of Josh Allen doesn't show up in the playoffs. But you never know. I mean, it's all a crapshoot. But um, at least they were able to run the ball today, unlike, you know, other games. Uh, this season, I, th- I thought they ran the ball really well, including when Josh Allen ran the ball. Why would you look good? How funny did it look when he jumped up after that one run and he like laughed right in the DB's face? That was, uh, it- I think they mentioned in the broadcast, or at least I saw it on Twitter, that he was basically sticking up for his guy, right? Like Stefan Diggs, his receivers. Like you know, it was just, it was, it was pretty cool to see. A little psychotic, but it was pretty cool. He, I, I, th- I feel like he does that a lot. Like after he does like a running play and he takes a big hit he'll bounce up and he, he's all biggest grin on his face. <laughs> like he likes it like yeah like he like it's almost sadistic right like come come at me again hit me again like i just got right back up it's funny i was talking with uh, a guy from cbs over the weekend or last week on that pod and you know we were talking about josh allen and you and i especially the last few years we've been kind of talking about being being cringing when when josh allen runs or they have design runs especially with brian dable as offensive coordinator we're like you know like every every hit he takes you're just worried about it but then you forget sometimes like how much bigger he is than a lot of these players like he's he's as big of a linebacker or as big as a linebacker if not bigger it's really the the defensive line that's the only players that are really truly bigger than him because he's the same size as the linebacker he's bigger than almost every i mean he's, he is bigger than every db in the nfl um so just as long as it's not like, you know, a hit to the knee or something like that or a concussion, like every time he gets hit, as long as he's not injured, like what does it matter, right? So, uh, yeah, yeah, that was – you're right. This year he's been almost like – yeah, it's it's pretty cool to see him do that. Uh, just hoping that, you know, it doesn't encourage more, uh, more linemen or defensive players to take shots at him, unnecessary shots at him. I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, I'm going to go out before I get to you, Mike, I'm going to give my wall of shame real quick. Um, I'm going to give it to the second half tackling by the defense. Uh, It just didn't exist. It felt like um, whether it was a defensive line, just like letting large gaping holes for Aaron Jones to run through or uh, them just missing on tackles uh, in the second level. Um, Matt Milano, Tremaine Edmonds, I saw miss some tackles. The the secondary, um, I'm just glad they didn't break one. It looked like Aaron Jones and the Packers were going to break one at one point. So I'm going to give it to the second half tackling by the defense. Luckily, it was a bend but don't break scenario. Um, the Bills stopped a fourth down conversion, so that was nice. But uh, I'm going to go that way. Mike, who do you have as your on your wall of shame? Who or what on your wall of shame in uh, in this win? For me, it's Gabe Davis. He had just two receptions all game, and it felt like he let 
Jair Alexander getting his head, especially I thought late in the game with the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. And the Bills were the dominant team, I thought, from start to finish. So it just it just felt like the whole team and then uh Davis like it, it they sunk down to that level, unfortunately. Yeah, I like that one a lot, Mike. Um in the point about Gabe Davis and, and letting letting uh Jair Alexander get to them, I thought the Bills they won by double digits. They won by two scores. The Bills easily could have been up by 21 at the end of the game um, if they were playing better uh, as a team. So, I mean, I, in my opinion, like Aaron, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, Josh Allen should have been sitting the second half of the fourth quarter if the Bills had played as well, if they hadn't turned the ball over, if they had been able to stop the Packers um, on offense in the second half a little bit better. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, but it feels funny. It feels like we're kind of nitpicking. We have to come up with a wall of fame and wall of shame. I mean, that's the way the podcast goes. But that one was kind of like, uh, you know, it was a little forced. But, uh, I mean, nonetheless, I mean, we have to find it. So now I'm going to... We don't have to. It's just like a rule you made yeah. up. Yeah, so we have to then because it's a rule <laughs> I made up. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to share my screen with my fellow... Uh, co-hosts, and we're going to look at the uh, at our Twitter account. So if you're not following us, please do. We're at CTW Pod, and each week after the Bills game, I say uh, I ask you who or what is on your wall of fame and wall of shame in tonight or today's uh, win or loss, depending on the game. And uh, you guys don't disappoint. Usually, sometimes you do. Got to be honest. Sometimes <laughs> it's is uh, it's always a fun game. You guys always. Uh, bring some insight to the podcast that we may have missed. Uh, Andrew Insing writes, Wall of Fame, the first half, Josh. Wall of Shame, second half, Josh. It, it kind of goes with what we were just saying in our Wall of Fame, Wall of Shame. Uh, Richard W. Griswold writes, Oliver and Groot disrupted the pack o- o- offensive line. Milano snagged an interception off a tipped ball. Diggs hauled in a touchdown and yet another 100-yard receiving game. And finally, Cook and Singletary had impressive runs and catches. Wall of shame, old Josh Allen. <laughs> Gettysburg play of the game, Cook catch and run for 41 yards. Uh, I did not, we did not do a Gettysburg of the game. Uh, it was that 41-yard catch was in the fourth quarter. Uh, the captain. <laughs> captain Cook. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the Captain Cook catch and run for 41 years. I'll, I'll I'll leave it as a placeholder until you know if something else comes in. I think I think that's a that's a decent start. Uh, Super Bowl 57 champ sacks a Dave writes in Wall of Fame first half. Josh MFing Allen, Matt Milano again Wall of Shame second half. Jolo Josh Yolo Josh. I think he might have mean Jolo. Maybe Jolo or Yolo Josh. Uh, Poyer injury, of course. Collinsworth just shut the f up. <laughs> Collinsworth is so is so annoying. Um, I don't get upset at him. I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, he also writes my piece of shit internet provider crashing every hour. One a.m., two a.m., three a.m. WTF? Uh, Carlin Sullivan writes uh, Wall of Fame. Diggs, Milano, Vaughn, and Motor made big plays when we needed them to. Absolutely. Uh, Wall of Shame, Edmonds was seeing some ghosts tonight. Why can't we score touchdowns in the red zone? Why is Collinsworth so relentlessly stupid? Uh, it's funny, Edmonds, like, I feel like I criticize Edmonds a lot, and I text you guys some things that I would never say on the podcast, but they're just certain things I want him to do a little bit better, right? Like, if he's going to be our franchise middle linebacker, I want him to be able to stick guys. Like, when he tackles them, I want him to tackle them like they're down at point of contact. But it feels like it's kind of like a, a little bit of a Preston Brown thing where, like, he tackles them and then he takes them another three yards. I don't know. Um, do you guys ever feel that way, or is it just me? I know he's great in pass coverage. I know he does a lot of things really well. I just wish he was just a little bit better at some things. Do you guys ever get that way about Edmonds? No, I think he's great. He's young. He's you know still got you know room to grow. He's only like what, <laughs> he's 22? like yeah, I think he's like seventeen now. It's impressive. <laughs> like he's playing so well for a five year vet. <laughs> yeah, but no, I think he's been. You know, I didn't think he had a terrible night. Pretty good, and I don't think Carlin was saying that, but. I just wish there was just a little bit more to his game. And I think he's doing, I think he's having a really good season. Um, just a little bit more. I don't know. Just like the Matt Milano plays. Like, I just wish Edmonds had the same, like, splash plays that Milano does. 
And then as far as like, why can't we score touchdowns in the red zone? Just imagine if we just start regressing towards the mean of our red zone percentage and we'll win a Super Bowl. Um, why is Collinsworth so relentlessly stupid? Um, he must appe- he must appeal to like an older generation, right? Because I feel like people our age do and younger do not like Chris Collinsworth. So it must appeal to like the older crowd that watches Sunday Night Football. And I don't mean to like insult anyone that's listening that's in their fifties and sixties, but like, do you guys like Chris Collinsworth? Because I'm I, I like Al Michaels. Al Michaels is much older than Chris Collinsworth. I would take him any day over Chris Collinsworth. You know, but he's not a color commentary guy, so that's the issue. They must be appealing to the older crowd if they're talking about making long-distance telephone calls after 11 p.m. because <laughs> it's cheaper. <laughs> I was watching a, a Halloween thing on Disney Plus because they have that like Halloween collection where you can just literally, you know, watch uh, anything from like any episode of any show that Disney's ever done. And one was like a 1937 Mickey Mouse cartoon from Halloween, and it showed them like doing those old-timey telephones where you know you listen in one ear and then you talk with your mouth through the other piece like there's two pieces to it and i'd explain to my kids like what a phone was like or what that 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 was actually a phone and that was like you know 50 something years before we were born or whatever so uh yeah that was such a (laughs) yeah such an old concept to say that long distance like i haven't thought about long distance in 20 years so uh yeah Wall of Shame, Chris Collinsworth, constantly. Bill Lasso writes, and he says, Wall of Fame, Josh Allen smiling after big hits, the run game, and anyone who sacked Rodgers. Can't stand him. He looks like someone I would leave my kid... He looks like someone I wouldn't leave my kids alone with. <laughs> yeah. He almost looks psychotic at this point in his career, doesn't he? He was really likable, I feel like, just a few years ago. Wall of Shame, not putting this game away sooner to give our guys a rest for the Jets. Yeah. Michael Taylor writes, Wall of Fame, Singletary, and the rest of the run game. Wall of Shame, Josh Allen did not have a good game. 13 for, yeah, he mentions the stats. That looked like rookie Josh Allen at best. I know the Packers have an amazing pass defense, but yikes. Big R writes, Wall of Fame. Uh, Diggs, a special athlete who can talk trash and actually back it up. Wall of Shame, Josh's interceptions. It was like he dressed up as Zach Wilson for Halloween on those bizarre throws. <laughs> Gettysburg, Packers giving up on third down at the end of the first half, and the Bills getting the field goal to go up 17. I like that as a Gettysburg, too. I do. Private Joker 2003, Wall of Shame. No one was shameful, but Allen was uncharacteristically human this game. Yeah, that's, I like that one. Um, then we have Wall of Fame, Singletary in the offensive line. This could have been an ugly game if they weren't so productive. Honorable mention to Cook, who finally looked good. Captain Cook. Andrew Freeman writes, Wall of Fame, Matt Milano per usual. Also, the Green Bay game plan to run the clock down 17 was a great asset for the Bills. (laughs) That was a good game plan. It was funny. I had a tweet from, who was it, Mike Catalano. I retweeted him. He said, the Packers are showing the entire league the blueprint to beat the Bills. Run the ball. Eat up the clock. Limit Josh Allen time on the field, and then lose by three scores. <laughs> Good one by Mike, friend of the podcast. Wall of Shame, Andrew writes, Gabe Davis, a few bad drops and an awful penalty. Honorable mention to Leslie Frazier for refusing to put in a third linebacker to stop the run. Interesting. Very cool. He has yours, uh, Mike. That's your that's your Wall of Shame. Buffalo Ceilings writes, Wall of Fame, the first half offense. The D-line, especially Miller, Groot, and Oliver. Yeah, Ed Oliver had a great game, too. We mentioned Von Miller and Greg Rousseau. Ed Oliver had a great game, too. Wall of Shame, the second-half offense, and Davis drops. Yeah, Davis had a couple of drops, including ones where just, you know, Jair Alexander just ripped it out of his hands. Louisiana Bills fans, right? Wall of Fame, me making my first Bills game, and I guess I'll add digs to it also. Hey, congratulations on your first Bills game, Louisiana Bills fan. This is at Carter Auden. Um, He was tweeting at us, like, wondering where the best wing spots, so he, uh, Bill's Mafia, as always, came through. Wall of Shame, he writes, run defense and missed tackles. Nonetheless, a great game and happy to have made it. Go, Bills. That's awesome you made your first game. That's awesome that it was a win. It's awesome that it was on prime time, so congratulations on that one. Let's see. Original Hatriot writes, Wall of Fame, James Cook made the most of limited touches, maybe his most snaps of any game thus far. 
Wall of Shame, the second half offense was horrible. That falls on Josh, on Josh Allen. He missed open receivers and the interceptions. Wait, is it allowed to put him on the Wall of Shame? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Like? Jay Tang writes, Josh in the second half gets some shame. Glad he got it out of his system. Milano game, Milano Wall of Fame. Dude just balls. Yeah, you know, you know, if you listen to us, I, I stand, I stand Milano. I quietly stand, just like he quietly plays. He's the silent assassin. I saw someone come up with that nickname, and I love that name for, uh, for uh, Matt Milano, silent assassin. Karen, I mean, it's way better than Captain Cook. So, um, uh, Captain Crunch. Too bad there's not a way to make this. <laughs> what are you talking about? If there was an actual silent assassin named Matt Milano, it would be amazing. Just like there was an actual <laughs> Captain James Cook. Oh, good point. Good point. And it has the added benefit of like Captain Hook is such in the vernacular. You you already have that earworm that you like it. You don't know why, but you like it. It's the earworm. That's what does it. Okay. All right. I should put it out to Twitter and see what. It, didn't we do that once <laughs> with like three nicknames that we each had, and we saw who was winning by the end of the. <laughs> See by the end of the podcast who had the best nickname. I just need a nickname for him that's that's different than Captain Cook. Uh, what's I gotta look for like <coughs> sayings, sayings having to do with cooking. <laughs> uh, Baker's dozen doesn't. <laughs> oh, these are terrible. Where are some quotes about cooking? Cooking is love. Recipe no. Recipe for a run game. How's that? Um, <laughs> it's terrible. I'm not putting that on Twitter. I know I'm going to lose that one. Karen, let's go. Buffalo writes, Wall of Fame. 14, 26, 58, 20. So she's basically giving it to Diggs, Singletary, Milano, and 28 is James Cook. Uh, weather finally not shitty, LOL. First half offense. First half awesome game. Wall of Shame. Uh, Green Bay Walker shoving a non-player. We didn't talk about that. Uh, that defensive lineman for the Packers uh, shoved a non-player on the sidelines, and they ejected him for it. Uh, and I know that some people on Twitter are like that was. I think Sean Merriman, former Bill, former Buffalo Bill All Pro, Sean Merriman came in, and he's like, uh, "That should never be an ejection." It's like, well, I don't think you're able to just shove someone. Like, it wasn't even a punch. I'm like, well, if you push someone hard enough with your hand, it's kind of a punch, right? Like, I mean, it's not a close fist, so what's the difference? Like, if you shove, I don't know. It's <laughs> The guy didn't deserve it. We saw it in its full replay. And even Chris Collinsworth was like, oh, it's always the person that retaliates. It's like, Chris, the guy didn't do anything. It's not like he kicked him when he was down, you know, on the ground, or he shoved him. He just kind of, like, helped, he kind of helped him up, kind of. But what did you guys think of that? Do you think that that was deserving of a, of a disqualification i think so only because before they came back and disqualified him i thought in my head oh i wonder if that's like one strike towards a disqualification <laughs> so you were thinking disqualification so obviously you're all for it i was yeah <laughs> john i thought it was gonna be one of those because like sometimes they do like an unsportsmanlike and that's don't they do like oh this is one more and you're disqualified or yeah something, something like, like that. that don't they do that yeah. sometimes that's what I was anticipating to begin with. At least with. a strike, yeah. So I'm not surprised. I thought it was, it was very egregious, like just some random person on the sideline who's done nothing to you. So I thought it was justified. Yeah, from that standpoint, it's like if you allow that to happen, <laughs> what's to say like Sean McDermott isn't there? You just, I mean, it just so happened to be a backup like practice squad guy or whatever. Um, but I mean, what if it wasn't? What if it was a coach or what if it was, you know, Sean McDermott? Yeah, how does that? Yeah, I agree. If you let that slide, then everything's fine, right? Um, Especially if you don't have like pads and helmet and like your stuff on, right? Like <laughs> you're that much more vulnerable to. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So Karen gives Josh Allen three and a half fire emojis. Interesting, interesting. It's a little bit lower or higher than we gave him, but she she liked his performance. Gettysburg Knox touchdown. Sweet sassy Molassi was Josh Allen. Laughing right at the defense by the end zone. Uh, that's a good one. Josh Allen's left arm rights, Wall of Fame, winning a game against a Hall of Fame quarterback with a C minus game. <laughs> Wall of Shame, Josh Allen. 
He wasn't terrible, but too, made uh, but too many bad decisions and bad throws. It's a luxury to be mad at a game and be up by 10-plus the whole time. Forget the second half and on to next week. Go Bills. Yes, absolutely. Like. Josh Allen is my co-pilot, writes. Wall of Fame, first half Josh Allen. Wall of Shame, second half Josh Allen. The D-line needs to finish with sacks. Hope that Poyer is okay moving forward. Yeah, that Poyer is something we're going to have to be watching uh, closely. Colby Pleasance writes, Wall of Fame, Diggs and Knox. They were both beasts. Wall of Shame, the weekend or the weak defense at the end of the game. And honestly, Josh Allen for cucking me in fantasy. <laughs> I needed him to save me from Mixon and Cooper tomorrow and uh, only got me 17 points. Did I tell you I just found out what cucking means this like last year? Do you guys know what it means? Am I the only one that had to know, or did you guys always know? I know Mike probably knew. Mike yes, knew. knew. John, did you know? John knew. Yes. John, what does it mean then? <laughs> With Without getting too graphic, of course. John's like, what do you think it means, Nate? <laughs> John, we can see you typing furiously. <laughs> I'm going to stop sharing my screen for a little bit. <laughs> Do you know, or were you just saying that? No, I was just thinking, trying to think of a smart way to define it without getting into it. <laughs> oh, don't think of a smart without doing the not safe. Yeah, for do the work uh, yeah, version. do the NSFW version. <laughs> Remember when Mike or when John found out what a taint was like three years into the podcast? He's like, "Wait, wait, wait what's a taint?" <laughs> oh, that's what a taint was. Well, the way that you guys were using it. <laughs> It was a little confusing. There's only one way to use a taint, John. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> As Mike's pointed out on many po- many a podcast episode, you can do many things with a nice taint. <laughs> See, to me, a touchdown after interception can be the next is the next play. Like you get the interception. All right, we're off. We're play. off taint. Oh, we're off taint. We need to get back on the cucking. Do you know what that means? I think uh, I thought you got back on it. <laughs> I just want to make sure John doesn't know what cucking meant till today either. <laughs> think of it. Think of it in a way. Just say yeah in a, in a G PG rated way, and I'll tell you how I found out what it meant, so you don't feel so bad. I feel like we we had the discussion. I can't remember if it was on the podcast. It was not. Hmm. Were you uh, looking at some stuff up on the internet when you found out? <laughs> it's a certain thing I'm into, actually. <laughs> you just didn't know what it was called. <laughs> I didn't know until my wife told me. Okay, <laughs> John, do you really not know what it is? Just please tell us. This is taking. This is dragging on. Just tell us if you do or don't. And just try to. I can do. you please tell? Say, so just tell. Just, just tell, tell the story. No, you don't. <laughs> because I felt dumb for not knowing it. I need to know that you know it too, so I'd feel You're, better you don't you don't need to feel dumb okay that's we'll okay. Just <laughs> okay so john doesn't know what it means so anyway i'm gonna describe it to, for john and anyone else that does it's basically a guy so so this guy came up to me at a carnival over the summer and is like oh go bills or whatever because i was wearing bill stuff and i'm like oh cool are you a bills fan he's like no nah, i'm a cowboys fan which i thought was really weird like why would you ever say go bills if you're not a Bills fan, you can talk about the Bills, but don't say go Bills. Like that's like a that's like an us thing, right? Like you have to be an actual member of the mafia to say go Bills to someone. But I didn't say anything. And then he was starting to get like totally political, right? And he's just like, yeah, you know, these cucks and stuff like that and this and that. And I was like, oh, like what is it? Like I've heard it that tossed around, but I've never really actually to me it just meant like Democrat or something like that. Like it just seemed like something that like Republicans always said about Democrats, right? Like so I'm like, oh okay, well maybe I should actually look into what it's what people keep saying. You know, there's just certain things in your vernacular <laughs> that you just associate with things but you don't actually like think about what they actually mean. So for those that don't know and somebody's like when Colby says uh, Josh Allen cucked him in fantasy um, it allowed uh, somebody else to be with your significant other. You, I don't know if you watch it as a thing or you're just okay with it. You're just like fine, like, you know, that's my wife. My wife, you know, that's just like, I just I just let it happen, right? Different levels isn't, isn't the right word, but you, it's like, I guess that would be the most insulting term. But it comes from like the cuckoo bird where it's like the bird lays its its egg in another bird's nest and then its egg hatches first and then that chick pushes the other eggs out 
and then the other bird comes back and doesn't realize that it's raising the young of the cuckoo bird, mm. right? I had no idea it went back that far. The internet did not give me that when I went to Urban Dictionary. We talked about that. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. So then, like, from the human perspective, it's like what you're describing, but then also if you're raising kids who you don't know are not yours. Mm. Oh, yeah. Which is ridiculously high percentage. If it makes you feel any better, I did not know about the cuckoo burn. <laughs> Which is a ridiculously high percentage. Is that what you said? So even people that th- think they're in monogamous relationships and who and they're like, oh, that's definitely my kid. A lot of times it really isn't, I guess. It sounds like a Maury Povich sort of. Uh, that's why that was so popular. People finding out <laughs> they were or were not the father. But I think like humans, that's why a lot of the time, like evolutionary kids are supposed to look like the dad. So then the dad can be more sure of the paternity. Uh-huh. You know, when you have a, a baby and like, oh, that looks just like <laughs> me. <laughs> that puts your mind yeah, yeah. at ease. That, that poor child. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I remember telling my wife, like, if our, if our child ends up, uh, tall or like, uh, if our tall, tall or like, not like, light skinned like me because I'm kind of pale I'm like I'll know it's not mine and I always thought that was a funny joke and then she's just like you realize when you say that you're insinuating that I've been with someone else in this uh, you know strictly monogamous relationship I'm like yeah I didn't think about it like that I just thought it was kind of funny to say that like you know (laughs) funny that I was getting at the time did not know the cuckoo thing so yeah deep in my mind I was just playing out my insecurities through humor (laughs) but yeah yeah but yeah, now that I think about it, my kids kind of do look like me. So at least to start out, interesting evolutionary thing. We should have like an ad for a paternity test mm. or DNA. Maybe in the off season, I'll tell the story about my about you know my wife's college roommate's husband who found out that his father wasn't the father and wasn't the father of his five siblings. <laughs> so that that was an interesting mm. conversation. Another time, another time when the bills are losing. When the bills lose, we'll just talk about whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> he's uh not a regular no he's or? not no he doesn't even like the bills so we're good we're good uh edgar donnybrook let's finish let's finish this off uh after that amazing discussion about cucking that john just found out about along with me uh part of it <laughs> i knew the crude terminology i didn't know it came from the cuckoo so at least i had at least john has that with me uh edgar donnybrook writes wall of fame first half josh allen motor D-line getting pressure. Milano had another great game. Wall of shame, second half, Josh Allen. Hamlin got turned around so badly on that touchdown, he ended up on the Canadian side of the Niagara Falls. <laughs> That's a good one. Damar Hamlin, though, like for all intents and purposes, he's had a good season. But, yeah, that was definitely one of the one of the rough ones. I mean, Damar Hamlin was in on that, like, fourth and – was it fourth and one where they stopped them? Uh, to turn over, turn it over on downs. Like he was in on it. Taron Johnson was in on it. Daquan Jones was. In. Daquan Jones is having a great season. I I love that. I love him on the defensive line. He doesn't get enough credit. He's the Matt Milano of the defensive line. Always there, never gets enough credit. Uh, and then we'll end it on this one. Jonathan Gage, Wall of Fame, the Bills defense for keeping us in the game after a lackluster second half by the Bills offense and the coach who took the hit from Walker to get him ejected. <laughs> yeah. I think I think they said it was a backup tight end on the practice squad. So, hey, whoever takes the shot, man, it's worth it. Take out one of their starters. And then they lost like two or three other starters to injuries. So, Bill's got a little bit lucky that way. Wall of shame, second half Josh Allen, and he looked completely off after halftime. Need a better week. Thank you guys all for uh, joining us on the... Uh, the Twitter wall of fame, wall of shame. Um, I think that wraps it up for, for us. Uh, thank you guys so much for, for, for listening and everything. Um, and, uh, being with us, uh, John and Mike, any final words before we, uh, we end this bad boy. I feel like I'm a little soured on Aaron Rodgers because you used to like him a lot more just a few years ago. Yeah. I I feel like he used to be humble. Now, now he acts like he's the smartest guy in the room. Like you saw his comments leading up to this, like, Oh, like going to Buffalo. That's exactly what we needed. Like it, he just, he thinks he's an expert on everything. Right. Like we saw with COVID with motivation, with leadership. It's like, guy, like know your lane, stick to it a little bit. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> that's maybe no, that's no, no, just no. me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Part of me. So this is. It's like it's, it's insufferable. <laughs> it's like he's become a blowhard. <laughs> yeah. Just pontificating about every single thing. Yeah, like we need his opinion. Kind of like, is it? Would you say it's a broader? level of like Cole Beasley because Cole Beasley would give his thoughts on one specific topic and everyone's like oh it's so annoying to hear it but like he went on Joe Rogan like he was he's trying to make a spotlight for himself but it's not like a good spotlight it's kind of a controversial one is that kind of what you're getting at like he was likable before he was winning he was smiling now he just seems pissed all the time like never I don't know they're losing I think it's 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 a trap a lot of people follow when they're super successful in one area it makes them think or leads them to believe that they know everything there is to know about all different subject matter when really you're just an expert in that one narrow field it's like you can't extrapolate to everything else and it just feels like rogers has fallen into that like you're a great quarterback so obviously i'm a great quarterback so obviously i know more about medicine than most people right it's just everything he yeah, like even if you're a great quarterback, doesn't mean you know exactly like what everybody on the team needs for motivation, for leadership. You know what I mean? Just his comments come off, come off as tone deaf. Yeah, it was weird that he almost tried to give the Bills defense some bulletin board material after their last loss, after the Packers lost to the Commanders. Like, oh, I think this will be good for us. I think this is exactly what we need. You know, you know, to to, right. to go into Buffalo yeah. and have a good game against them. It's like <laughs> they have a bye week. You know, like I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little soured on Rodgers, too. I did like him for the majority of his career, except for the last season or two. Respected him. I mean, he was getting an MVP at, what, 37, 38? Um, John, what did you think of Aaron Rodgers? Fan? Not a fan? Yeah, I guess it, it's weird because, like, I never thought too much about him until the last couple of years. Obviously, I've seen him play. I thought he was a great quarterback. But, like, I never really listened to him before. And, like, I look at him now and listen to him. It's kind of... I don't know. He seems kind of douchey. <laughs> <laughs> douchey is a is a great <laughs> is a great uh, yeah term for it. Yeah, douchey Rogers. Sometimes I'm wondering, like, am I giving him crap because he's a Green Bay quarterback, and I'm not the biggest fan of Brett Favre right now? <laughs> With things coming out, like, do I associate them like subconsciously, and that's why I'm kind of you know, and plus he like slicked his hair back, so he kind of looks like a villain. You know, of some sort of movie, like a B-class villain from, like, the 90s movies that we used to watch. You know, like, uh, I'm trying to, I was trying to think tonight. I'm like, I know I've seen that guy. I'm trying to think of the movie specifically where I saw him. I don't know if it was Die Hard or, uh, mm. or it was probably, like, a Disney movie or, like, I don't know, one of those, uh, one of those uh, campy 90s movies, but... Uh, I think that, and before it used to be like, you know, like long hair, like hippie Aaron Rodgers, or like, you know, uh, he, I don't know, he was like dating supermodels, and now he doesn't talk to his family, and it's just, you know, maybe, oh, they just can't understand him, it's like, well, maybe he's a jerk, maybe that's why they don't talk to him, I don't know, uh, yeah, so that was, uh, that was Mike's final thought, John, not a big fan of Aaron Rodgers, I agree. John, is there any other final thoughts on this game or, or the Buffalo Bills in general? Uh, I'm a big fan of the Buffalo Bills and mm-hmm. Josh Allen, and I think they're going to win the rest of their games. Nice. Nice. Real quick, update on the playoff chances. So to make the playoffs, they're 99%. Seems like a foregone conclusion. Win the division's 87%, and to have that first-round buy is sitting at 69%. Ooh. Diggity. I like, I like that uh, that stats update. Or the the chances, the statistical playoff chance in AFC divisional champ and conference champ uh, chances. Brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. <laughs> what were the? You want to take us? You want to take a stab at this updated super winning the Super Bowl? So points? when we put a bet on it, it was twenty to one, sixteen to one. It was plus. It was plus sixteen. No, what was it? Plus. I don't even remember what it was. Do you remember what it was, Mike? The odds that we got at the beginning of the season? No. It was like plus 1,600 or something. This is the format I'm looking at is like a percentage. So to make the playoffs, 99%. Win the division, 87%. First round by 69%. Win the Super Bowl is what percent? Oh, geez. Uh, 52%, I'm going to say. John. <laughs> 
51%? Yes, of course. Was it 51? Uh, uh, no, you're way too high. It's less than 52? Bro, you know there's like... <laughs> well, they're going to win the AFC. They basically have them winning the AFC, right? Or is it to have the first seed? That's what it was, 69%. Just to okay, have okay, the okay. first seed, okay. yeah. yeah. 26% chance to win the Super Bowl. And the next highest is the Eagles at 17%. Chiefs 13, Cowboys okay. at 12, and then it drops off precipitously. You know what the good thing is? If the Bills play the Eagles in the Super Bowl, the guy I, I just talked to last week from CBS, Jeff Kerr, was saying that like he's an Eagles fan, so he like does podcasting, he does like a lot of stuff for Eagles, besides writing nationally for CBS.com, CBSSports.com, and he was saying if the Bills play the Eagles right now, he's like, the Bills would destroy the Eagles. He's like, I've, he's like they're 6-1, and they played a much harder schedule than the Eagles have at 7-0. and so be interesting, but so yeah, if they make the Super Bowl, a hundred percent win. So there, that's a good stats, Mike. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thanks for uh, and for the and for the nickname Captain Cook. Uh, did he have like a nickname? He probably had a nickname, didn't he? Was he Blackbeard? <laughs> was that who it was? No. No. Okay. Redbeard? Wasn't there another Long John Silver? Is that who he was? <laughs> the character in a in a novel, <laughs> James Cook. Oh no, he wasn't a pirate. <laughs> I think you're still Captain thinking about Hook. Hook. I'm still stuck on Captain Hook. That's what it is. The children's movie character. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. <laughs> so thank you guys all for listening to this for the for the tangents and everything. Uh, it was a good Bills win. Uh, we'll talk to you guys again next week. So signing off for John. Go Bills. For Mike. Go Bills. For me, Nate, go Bills. And we'll talk to you guys again next week. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs>